Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Overcoming Life podcast. I'm your host, Nashawn Garrett. Uh, We have been talking about who is a Jew? Important question. I mean, I feel like there's so many uh, unfortunate joke-like and satirical jokes about this subject, but it actually is very, very uh, vital to understanding um, the roots and uh, fundamental, the basic doctrine um, of being a believer in Christ, guys. Um, recently, we had just talked about the good tree, the bad tree, replacement theology, and why Messianic Jews today um, are actually, well, specifically Christian Zionism, is actually a move that is um, trying to bring Christians to join Judaism rather than bringing Jews to Christ. And the reality is that Judaism um, is unfortunately not the good tree, right? Because it's not rooted, it doesn't abide in Jesus. If you don't abide in Jesus, then you prove yourself to be uh, not bearing fruit, right? So you have to bear fruit, the fruit of God. And that is, um, that is, uh, well, that's super important, and you can only do that unless you can only do that if you are um, rooted and grounded in Messiah. So we're going to be talking about about the laws, the law of of pruning trees. Probably never thought you'd ever be uh, hearing about laws of tree pruning, but super important stuff. So let's go over to Deuteronomy chapter twenty nine, verse eighteen, because this is speaking to us and saying that under certain conditions, that there were uh, conditions that were set in the scriptures that individuals and even entire tribes of Israel might be cut off or pruned from the kingdom uh, from the kingdom of God, the kingdom tree. And so in verse 18 we read of, again, Deuteronomy 29, 18, verse 18 says, Lest there be any among you, a man or a woman or family or tribe whose heart turns away from the Lord our God to go and serve the gods of those nations, lest there shall be among you a root bearing poisonous fruit and wormwood. And it shall be when he hears the words of this curse that he will boast, saying, I have peace, though I walk in the stubbornness of my heart in order to destroy the watered land and with the dry. Verse 20, the Lord shall never be willing to forgive him, but rather the anger and the, of the Lord, his jealousy will burn against that man, and every curse which is written in this book will rest on him, and the Lord will blot out his name from under heaven. Even the Lord will single out for him an adversary from all the tribes of Israel, according to the curses of the covenant which are written in this book of the law. I'm going to read that last verse again. Then the Lord will single him out for adversary from all the tribes of Israel, according to the curses of the covenant, which are written in this book of the law. So the idea that God would blot out one of the tribes is not really new. Um, And we will show, in fact, uh, that the fig tree bearing bad figs was cut off in this manner. And for the reason uh, exactly 
that was just stated. Um, so again, there are two fig trees. One fig tree is good. One fig tree is bad. One fig tree produces good fruit. The other fig tree produces bad fruit. The one fig tree that produces good fruit is those who trust, believe, and follow Messiah. Those who produce bad fruit are those who uh, do not trust, believe, and receive Messiah. Uh, they are both Judahites, but they are also both, um, well, they are also, they're both bearing fruit. They're both Judahites, but only one of them uh, has the dominion mandate that was given to Judah. Um as seen in, I want to say it was Genesis chapter 49. It was his blessing to have the dominion mandate. And that dominion mandate says essentially that the scepter shall not depart from you, that there always came a king um, out of Judah. That was the dominion mandate. Okay. So, in, in fact, like they would rule the house. They would oftentimes rule um, in the temples uh, these Judah these from the tribe of Judah. So, um, essentially, we have the other fig tree bearing good figs, and that was the portion of Judah that accepted Jesus as Messiah and adopted his attitude of submission, guys, to the Roman yoke that God decreed for Judah. The reason for this is given in Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 19. It says, He will boast, saying, I have peace, though I walk in the stubbornness of my heart. Um, if that doesn't sound like the the Jews uh, throughout uh, the last 2,000 years, I, I don't know what else would, especially in Yeshua's time, especially in today's time. Um, so, in other words, such a person or family or tribe, they think that they're reconciled with God by what they do. Um, they think, because we made Aliyah, they think because we obey the commandments, they think that we do all these things, uh, that we're at peace with God, that we're circumcised, that we wear um, kipops, and that we have curly hair, and that we have uh, certain linens, and that we have two ovens, and different silverware. They say that they're at peace with God, even though their hearts continue to be rebellious and stubborn against the one whom God sent. This is a very accurate description, guys, of the bad fig tree, both in Jeremiah's day and in Jesus's day. They thought that they were doing the will of God by being zealous for their traditions and performing all the rituals of the temple faithfully. They believed that to be rebellious against Rome was an act of obedience to God. They didn't even understand. They never understood the laws of captivity, guys, or the laws of tribulation. Jesus understood these things, and so he acted much like a friend to Rome, and he never challenged their authority uh, or right under God to rule Judea because God had given them that authority. So important to understand this. So important um, to understand these things, guys. The laws of sacrifice are found, uh, reveal another huge aspect of um, why Specifically, the Jews have been cut off from the the kingdom tree. Here's here's why. Um, while they knew these Jews knew every detail about sacrificing sheep and oxen, and they were very proud of their knowledge of the laws of sacrifice, they didn't know the author of those laws. They became the interpreters, uh, and their interpretations were very much so different 
than the, the heart of the one who actually wrote those laws. And they violated his laws in the worst way possible, in the final sacrifice of the Lamb of God. So in Leviticus chapter 17, verse, thre- uh, verse 3 through 5, we read this. In verse 3, any man from the house of Israel who slaughters an ox or a lamb or a goat in the camp or who slaughters it outside the camp and has not brought it to the doorway of the tent of meeting to present it as an offering to the Lord before the tabernacle of the Lord, blood guiltiness is to be reckoned upon that man. He has shed blood, and that man shall be cut off from among his people. The reason, it is, the reason is so that the sons of Israel shall bring their sacrifices, which they were sacrificing in the open field, that they may bring them into the Lord at the doorway of the tent of meeting to the priest and sacrifice them as sacrifices of peace offerings to the Lord. Wow, amen. Oh my goodness, there's a, some deep, there's a, a revelation in there that's, that's touching my heart right now. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, I actually don't um, generally eat meat. Um, I'm actually a, a vegetarian. Uh, I do eat eggs every, um, every now and then, but um, for the most part, I don't eat like any cows or chicken or anything like that. But this is very interesting to me because uh, it just popped in my mind that the, the reason that God had made this is so that the sons of Israel, specifically, may bring their sacrifices, which they were sacrificing uh, in the open field, that they may bring them in to the Lord at the doorway of the tent and sacrifice them as sacrifice of peace. So, um, because they were shedding blood, of course, and innocent blood at that. So, all blood had to be had be given back to, to God, right? Because in the blood is the soul. So you guys have to remember, Jesus is our Passover lamb. You guys know that. If you don't, well, now you know. And he was crucified outside the camp. Did you know that he was crucified outside the camp? Yes, yes he was. In Leviticus chapter 17, verse 3, and Hebrews chapter 13, verse 13 reveals this thing to us. And he was crucified outside the camp in order that he might also fulfill the law of the red heifer. And this is seen in Numbers chapter 19, verse 3. The priest, they took Jesus to the top, the skull, the head of Mount Olives, where David had made his sacrifice in Samuel chapter 15, verse 30 through 32. So they crucified him on the right day, which is Passover. He died exactly the right hour of the day, the ninth hour, as the law specified in Exodus chapter 12, verse 6. And so far, they did everything that the law prescribed them to do, the priests specifically. They did everything that the law commanded them to do. And, of course, this is figurative language, not Jesus' death, but uh, in that that they allowed him to be sacrificed, that they gave him up into the hands of the Romans, that they conspired against him, and that they were the ones who were actually making the sacrifice um, alongside with the Romans. The Romans were just a conduit to their plan. But the priests, guys, they, they failed to apply the blood of that sacrifice in a lawfully prescribed manner. So because Jesus was the Passover lamb, they failed to apply his blood to their lentils, which is representative of their foreheads, and to their doorposts, which represents their ears of their houses. Hence, God did not see the blood and the pass over them, as he did, uh, of course, in Egypt. He didn't see that blood, 
and he passed over them, guys. And so therefore, I mean, I'm even making a connection here that's um, not seen in this study, is that what happened when the blood was not applied? The firstborn died. Well, who is the firstborn of of God? Uh, who was it, right? And who held the birthright? Um, I believe it was Judah, right? And so, of course, we see um, the firstborn, the one who carried the, that birthright. We see a, a type of death taking place in them and a destruction taking place in them um, because God said that everything belongs to me. It's mine. So because they were rebellious against him, he... Uh, he took away, he will, um, he did destroy them, uh, the, the city in 70 AD, but there also will become a greater destruction later on um, because that's what the, that's what the law uh, prescribes, that's what the prophets prescribed. <coughs> so, for those who reject Messiah. So, they were not justified by faith in the blood of the Lamb. They weren't. Secondly, they didn't sprinkle his blood upon the altars of their heart, for they had no faith in his blood. In Leviticus chapter 17, verse 4, it says that he has shed blood, and that man shall be cut off from among his people. In other words, that man shall be pruned from the fig tree of Judah, for he has forfeited his legal status as a member of the tribe of Judah. In Leviticus chapter 17, verse 6, we read, and the priest shall sprinkle blood on the altar of the Lord at the doorway of the tent of meeting and offer up the fat and smoke as a soothing aroma to the Lord. And even as our bodies are temples of God, so also our hearts are the altar of the Lord. And so in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22, you see how the whole scripture works together, guys? Don't reject the Old Testament just because you don't understand it. Get understanding. Ask the Father for wisdom, for truth life in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 22 we read let us draw near with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water it was super necessary guys in the plan of God that Jesus Christ be crucified and that he died as a sacrifice for sin once and for all however both the people and the priests were required to do something with the blood of every sacrifice. And even when they were with Pilate and they said, his blood be upon us, right? His blood be upon us. No, they didn't take his blood upon them because they did not believe it. They did not receive him as their Messiah. They did not apply the blood to their foreheads, to their minds, to their hearts. They did not receive the blood. And because they did not, they were, according to Leviticus, they were cut off, guys. If you don't apply the blood to the sacrifice, if you don't take it in, if you let it die outside the camp and you don't use that blood, then you become guilty of that blood and you are cut off from among the people. They were required to sprinkle his blood, quote-unquote figuratively, upon the altars of their hearts, guys, for their justification. But the majority did not do this. In Acts chapter 6, verse 7, we read, that there were many priests who did accept Jesus as the Messiah and came to see him as the great sacrifice for sin. And those who did accept him remained on the kingdom fig tree that bears good fruit unto God. But these and those with them, they were expelled from the temple along with the others who were scattered abroad by 
the persecution of the church, starting with um, Stephen when he was stoned and killed and martyred. So it was at this point in time that the world began to call them Christians to distinguish them from the larger body of people which were called Jews. While they were from Judah, they believed on and in Messiah. So they were the good figs of Judah, not the bad figs. Uh, the good figs of Judah were Christians, not the bad figs who were the Jews. So they lost the name Jew, uh, even though in the eyes of God, they were actually the true Jews. And I think that that's about all for this episode, guys. But, hey, study some of those scriptures. Um, and if you want access to this book, it's called um, Who is a Jew? And you can find access to all the material that I study from um, and that I teach off of um, on the website called godskingdom.org. Uh, it's the ministry of Dr. Stephen Jones. And he does an amazing job connecting the Old New Testament, bringing everything together. Uh, he does just a very wonderful job of that. So blessings to you guys and peace to you. We will see you next episode.